hello and welcome to episode two of the Love and Money Show. We are your hosts, the Self Love Sisters, Lisa Pace Renata and Kelly Slattery. In this episode, Kelly shares with you three easy ways to incorporate cryptocurrency into your business to create wealth and reduce fees. A quick disclaimer, the information provided in this episode is not financial advice and is for educational purposes only. Let's get started. Lisa and I come to the cryptocurrency space with a passion for educating people, for helping people to navigate the space, and for helping um, helping people align their cryptocurrencies with their values. And so that is where our 2017 Bitcoin journey has led us. So why we are here, we were reminded the other day when we were out to dinner with a friend called Natalia and she said to us, you know, there are three ways that people want to make a difference in this world. It's through serving people, it's through helping the planet, or it's through helping animals. And Lisa and I absolutely resonate with helping people. And so we feel that we are very much on track in our zone and on task when we're helping people in the cryptocurrency space. And we've seen that times are certainly changing. You can no longer guarantee that going to school, getting good grades, means that you're going to get a good job and you're going to be set for life. That's very much a 1950s mindset. And with the way that technology has moved us forward, it's a way that um, we're seeing huge shifts and huge disruptions. And understanding that we need to do things differently because the systems that were set up for last century aren't going to serve us in this century. We're also seeing in this space a larger shift in global consciousness where there is a lot of disruption and people wanting to create a better world, for us to have a better world moving forward. Um, when I was in school, we certainly talked about you know the rain, rainforests being deforested and everything being destructed um, in a path of destruction, I should say, something like that. But now, with this next generation coming through and with what we have seen in our lifetime, we're wanting to really um, regenerate our earth and make the world a better place. And that is absolutely aligned with the values of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So as I said, Lisa and I are about empowering people um, to understand what cryptocurrency is, to understand the impact that it's having on our world, and to also understand how to transact in the space because it is a new space, it is an online space, um, and so there is a learning curve that comes with that. But the real key reason that we are here is because we believe that Cryptocurrency is a unique vehicle for moving humanity forward because there is a lot of collaboration in this space and there is a lot of projects that you can get on and support in a way that has no barriers to entry, which is very different from our traditional space that has um, opened things up to the elite or the rich. When you're in the cryptocurrency space, there are very few barriers to entry. And when you look at the way that cryptocurrencies are designed, it's a way that people with very little in the way of monetary value are actually able to contribute as well. So yeah, we are all about moving humanity forward and seeing cryptocurrency as a unique vehicle to do that. So what is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency in, in 
easy terms is internet money, but it's it's more than money. <clears throat> and it, it's an evolution of money. So where we have gone from rocks and shells to bartering chickens and, and fruit and veggies um, to gold, silver and metals as our store of value into a world where we use paper and plastic. Now we're moving from that and evolving into digital currency, which is why um, and we're very, very early in that journey. Uh, Bitcoin was only invented in 2008, well, released in 2009, January of 2009. And I'll get onto that a little bit in a minute. Um, but we are seeing an evolution of money. And it's really interesting when you're living in the times of the evolution and seeing it come into fruition. Sometimes there is a huge um, resistance to change as humans. We love our comfort zones. But Lisa and I want to help you navigate through that, through that um, fear of change and make it really easy for you to transition into accepting cryptocurrency and understanding the benefits that it brings. So our traditional financial systems actually have quite a few problems. There's problems with trust, um, there are problems with security and problems with Excessive costs and the unsustainable debt that our current systems um, have created. And those were fundamental problems that cryptocurrency was trying to solve. Uh, so, it all started with Bitcoin as the first cryptocurrency. And what we saw a shift in is from using a bank as a central system for you sending your money from one person through the bank to another person actually going directly peer-to-peer -peer, where I'm able to send money directly to you and you're able to send money directly to me. We're able to send money across the globe from peer-to-peer -peer without needing a bank or a clearinghouse to come in between in that transaction. And the reason that it works is because of mathematical algorithms and cryptography, which is codes, um, just to put it in layman's terms. It reminds me of the movie that I watched, The Enigma Code, with um, cracking the code of the Germans when they were trying to, um, in World War II, trying to solve the problem of the communications and finding out where everything was. They had this Enigma coding machine and they were able to crack the code. With Bitcoin, it is, or cryptocurrency, it's a one-way cryptography, which means that you actually can't reverse engineer the way that the Enigma code was able to be reverse engineered. So you've got one-way transactions. When we're working with Bitcoin and the blockchain, we have got a decentralized public ledger. And what that means, um, and I'm going to compare it to our banks. So when you have a banking system, everything is contained within that bank. So if there was a crash of the banking network, all that data can potentially be lost. In comparison to that, when you're looking at the Bitcoin blockchain network, it's a decentralized network, which means that there's lots of different nodes all around the world that have a full copy of the ledger. So if 99% of those um, nodes or computers were to go down, then the ones that remain can repopulate that um, Bitcoin network. 
So the data isn't lost. So there's not a single point of failure. And that means that our data is secure and it's, um, it's available to be repopulated. Now, the other thing about the Bitcoin network is that it's, it has a network of miners that are actually verifying transactions using mathematics. So in comparison to our traditional system, you can have a friend say, yes, John Smith has that money in his account and he's got some cash under his pillow. So I'm going to verify that his transaction is legitimate and that he can um, afford to pay off this loan. With Bitcoin and the blockchain, that can't happen. You don't have a human deciding whether or not the data is valid. And so when you're basing everything on maths and relying on those algorithms, then you've got integrity in your data because it can't be influenced by personal agendas. It can't be influenced by friendships. It can't be influenced by politics because it's simply running mathematical rules and the rules don't change. So that brings integrity to the transactions. It brings integrity and reliability to the data that's in those transactions. And that alleviates or eliminates the potential uh, next global financial crisis. So, and those are, the, those are some of the key reasons that um, cryptocurrency is gaining momentum. Okay, so let's see. Now, the blockchain can't actually be hacked. And you would have heard lots of stories, perhaps, about um, Bitcoins or cryptocurrencies being hacked. It's not actually the blockchain. The blockchain is secure. But it's like um, with anything, you have third-party providers that are giving you access, like email. Your email provider gives you access, but your email provider can be hacked. So that's just another little illustration there. Now, coming back to the origins of Bitcoin, and I don't think you can go into uh, transacting in cryptocurrency without having a little bit of understanding of, of the whys and the hows and the whos. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of the history of Bitcoin. Satoshi Nakamoto is a pseudonym for the person who created Bitcoin. Now, we don't know whether it's a male, female, group or an individual. Um, but Satoshi Nakamoto is the name given to the creator of Bitcoin. Now, a lot of research has been done into this and there is no record of a programmer by that name prior to Bitcoin. And he has, or she, has a P2P foundation account uh, with details saying that Satoshi Nakamoto is a 38-year-old male living in Japan. But when you look a little bit deeper, you'll see that in Japanese, Satoshi means clear thinking or wise. Naka can mean inside or relationship. And Moto is used to describe the origin or foundation. So if you string Satoshi Nakamoto together, you might get thinking clearly inside the foundation. Okay, so a little bit of a timeline. In, on October the 31st, 2008, Satoshi Nakamoto published a white paper and he sent that white paper to the cryptography mailing list. Now, the white paper was titled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. 
So that was the very beginning. Now the interesting thing about that was that it was timed around the timing of the global financial crisis or the GFC. So obviously a lot of work had to be done to get the white paper to that point. So it's an interesting thing to wonder whether the timing was held off or whether the timing was synchronistic to the global financial crisis. Then in January, on the 3rd of January 2009, Satoshi Nakamoto released the Bitcoin source code and the software client to the world, which means that people were then able to start mining Bitcoins and creating that network. So Satoshi held the first node and then with that software, copies were made across the world. Then in 2009 to 2010, Satoshi went through the process of updating the source code and writing hundreds of posts online, which totaled up to over 80,000 words. And that gave us a deeper understanding of the philosophy behind Bitcoin, um, what the intentions were for Bitcoin and how that through those posts is how the Bitcoin um, Bitcoin actually flourished. Then on the 23rd of April in 2011, Satoshi Nakamoto vanished from the internet after emailing a developer to say that he or she had moved on to other things. So there is no, there has been no more communication from Satoshi Nakamoto. So there is a little bit of mystery surrounding the whole um, Satoshi Nakamoto. And, and I saw um, a couple of weeks ago online some t-shirts that said Satoshi or Satoshi is, is female. So it's interesting that the different um, urban myths that can come up from not knowing. Now today, so that was back in 2009 that Bitcoin was um, released. So Bitcoin was the very first um, cryptocurrency then, well actually it wasn't the first cryptocurrency, it was the first one that worked. Then, um, as of today, there's more than 1,600 cryptocurrencies in existence. And they're called cryptocurrencies because they rely on their underlying cryptography for their security. So that's where we get the name cryptocurrencies. And the top five cryptocurrencies are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, um, and who is the fifth? Not sure, the top, in the top four, there's those ones. Okay, so before Bitcoin was released, there was a problem with digital currency because it was a digital, um, digital in its essence, we know how easy it is to copy and paste digital files. Um, we had that with music. We were able to digitally just copy and paste um, music files. And it was the same if you were working with cryptocurrency, there was the ability to just copy and paste that file. So um, the problem was solved with the introduction of blockchain and crypt cryptography. So utilizing cryptography, the miners actually confirm that the money is available to spend then they confirm that the money has been spent and the public decentralized public ledger gets updated. Now that's completely different to our current financial system. With our financial system, and when I talked about unsustainable debt, 
that's created because when we deposit money into the bank, say we deposit $100 into, the bank, into our bank account, the bank then can legally loan out 90 of that $100. So they only have to hold $10 in trust for us um, and can loan out that 90 and then that perpetuates. So that $90 goes into another bank account and 90% of that, so $81 can be loaned out and so on and so forth. Now with Bitcoin, I just mentioned there that the money has to be available to be spent and then once the money is spent, it's no longer available. And that is a much more sustainable system with a lot more integrity. So now you've got a little bit of background on um, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and how things work. What are the benefits for business? So the first benefit is that cryptocurrency transactions allow us to transact peer-to-peer -peer without the costs associated with third parties, which means our bank fees and our merchant fees. So by going peer-to-peer, -peer, the sender actually pays the transaction fee and the fees are the, the funds actually, once they're received, they're not reversible. So you can't actually uh, have a chargeback like we do in our current system. Um, and that again brings a lot of integrity and to transactions. So we're reducing our fees and our bank fees and our merchant fees. We're reducing the fees because we as receivers or sellers don't have to pay the cryptocurrency fee. It's paid by the sender. And we're also reducing the costs in having chargebacks and uh, refunds. The other benefits are that it's a global currency. Cryptocurrencies are global. So that means that there are no foreign exchange fees. So again, another reduction in fees. And the peer-to-peer -peer network allows payments to be received in minutes rather than days when you're transacting internationally. And there is actually no limit to the size of transactions when you're dealing with cryptocurrencies. So. Uh, an example of this is that in earlier this year, maybe it was April, maybe it was May, there was a transaction using Litecoin. The transaction was worth $99 million. The transaction fee was 44 cents and the transaction was completed in 150 seconds. So that's just an illustration of, of huge savings that can be made in um, international transactions. Because when you're in transacting internationally, your bank within your country is going to charge you a fee to send that money to another country. You're going to be charged a, a foreign currency, a foreign exchange fee. So you, there may be a loss or a gain, depending on which way you're sending it. And then the receiving country, their bank is likely to charge you a fee for receiving that money as well. And it's, it may be a flat fee or it may be a percentage. So when you're looking at $99 million, there is considerable amount of money to be saved. And when you're looking at 44 cents of transactions on a $99 million transaction, it's huge savings. Okay, another benefit is that there is no monthly uh, fee to have a, a cryptocurrency wallet. Um, and there are no fees associated with your wallets. There are always fees associated with transactions, but not with just maintaining a wallet. So that's really good news because um, we know that 
those fees, those monthly fees, just to have a bank account open can certainly add up. So how do we accept cryptocurrency? So you can accept it online and you can accept it face to face. There are a number of ways to do it online. Um, the first one that I'm going to go, oh, actually, there's three ways that I'm going to outline for you. So BitPay is a payment provider that has integrations with a lot of other providers. So if you're familiar with Shopify, Shopify actually accepts BitPay. Coinbase has a merchant service for business. Now, Coinbase is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world, and they have a special arm that is um, their commerce arm, which is dedicated to accepting payments for business. And then, of course, you can um, just have your wallet address or your QR code available for people to send money to that address. Then when you're doing face-to-face, -face, you can have a multi-asset wallet available so people can just scan your QR code and send the money through. And then in Australia, we have a point-of-sale solution provider called Travel by Bit, and they um, allow you to work with their software on a device like a iPad where you can send, scan the QR code and send your money uh, cryptocurrency and then they have an option for you to change it to fiat overnight where it can land in your bank account. So a little bit more detail on BitPay. Um, their website is bitpay.com, B-I-T-P-A-Y.com. They accept Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. They also have an easy billing service so you can simply bill your customers. They also have website integrations. They are the ones that I mentioned. They have, I think, around 200 different um, platforms that they work with, uh, which makes it easy to have it embedded on your website. And with BitPay, you also can receive local currency into your bank account overnight. One of the things I love about them is that they have a Visa debit card. So if you've got um, cryptocurrency in your uh, merchant account, you can load that onto your Visa debit card and you can spend that cryptocurrency um, easily anywhere that accepts MasterCard, so on the FPOS network or the Visa Master. A 1% transaction fee um, for transferring your funds back to your bank account. And that's, you know, when you look at PayPal or other service providers, that's quite a reasonable fee and you are making cost savings there. Coinbase, their website is commerce.coinbase.com. With Coinbase, you can accept Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And your commerce account is separate to your Coinbase account. So if you already have a Coinbase account, when you set up your business account, that's going to be completely separate. And the benefit of that is that you hold your private keys. So when you're on any of the exchanges, um, and you, when you put your money into their account, they're actually holding the money on your behalf and they also hold the public key, the private key, I should say. Now your private key is your actual ownership papers, if you like, to your money, your cryptocurrency. So when you go to the commerce site for Coinbase and they say that you hold the private keys, that means that you are 100% in control of that. So the difference being that if your Coinbase or any of the exchanges um, are hacked, for example, 
then you don't have control of that. They control your money. If there was to be um, an investigation where uh, an exchange is shut down for investigation, then your money is tied up with that. But when you hold the private keys, then you are in control of your currency. Now with Coinbase, there's no direct um, transfer out to your bank account. So you would have to go to another account and then to your transaction account um, or your bank account. And there is a 1% transfer fee with Coinbase. Now, if you're doing your own self-managed wallet, you would use a multi-asset wallet like Exodus, E-X-O-D-U-S is where you can get one of those, or JAX, J-A-X-X. So you could use a JAX or an Exodus wallet. There are a multitude of wallets available. Um, Lisa and I like to recommend Exodus and JAX because we have found them to be very user-friendly and they have um, yeah, a good interface and easy to use. Now those two in particular will accept most, well they accept all the popular cryptocurrencies, the major cryptocurrencies, and they have a whole range of other different cryptocurrencies. You hold the private key, so again, your money is in your control. There is no direct transfer to your bank account, so you would be incurring fees, and it depends what pathway you take to get your money back to your bank account. Um, and it's as simple as sharing your wallet address or your QR code to get payment through that way. Now, with the face-to-face, -face, again, um, you we recommend Travel by Bit. That is one that's in Australia, and they actually were the winners of the Australian FinTech Award for 2018 for excellence in industry collaboration and partnerships. So Travel by Bit have been working really hard going around the country um, promoting cryptocurrency as a legitimate payment method. Travel by Bit was or is the reason that Brisbane Airport is the world's first crypto-friendly airport. They have been really leading the charge in that area. So with the Travel by Bit software, you're able to accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin and Zem. Zem is the currency for the NEM network. And again, you hold the private keys. It can be paid into your bank account overnight into your, in Australia, it's obviously into Australian dollars. Um, and it's simply a matter of sharing your QR code. The customer scans the code and sends the money through. So those are three, four, five easy ways to accept cryptocurrency. But why would you want to accept cryptocurrency? Well, the reason that one of the main reasons is that people want to spend their cryptocurrency and people want to spend their cryptocurrency because they have um, been part of the boom. They have got money to spend and they want to be able to spend it because they believe in the power of cryptocurrency and the benefits that it offers to humanity. So they want to be able to um, help the adoption of crypto spending. Um, and from our perspective, we believe that the more people that are spending cryptocurrency, the better the world will be. Just purely because we're bringing integrity to those transactions, we're bringing a new level of um, accountability to transactions and yeah, relying on the, that maths rather than personal or human, you know, the potential for human error. 
Another benefit of accepting cryptocurrency, it means that you're able to get into the cryptocurrency space without actually having to buy cryptocurrency. So it's another way into the space, uh, which is really cool. And that means that, of course, you haven't had to outlay money to get your cryptocurrency. And there, again, I've mentioned before, is the reduced fees. So lots of reasons to start accepting cryptocurrency. And in the title of this um, webinar, we mentioned reducing fees and creating wealth. So I'm just going to hit you with a disclaimer that Lisa and I are not financial advisors, but we do like to share our knowledge and help you get educated in this space. So anything that I'm going to say here is not a guarantee of anything. I'm just sharing with you what is available in the cryptocurrency space. So with the introduction of blockchain technology, that's been likened to the Industrial Revolution. And so we're seeing a disruption to industries like power distribution, agriculture, record storage. We're seeing governments getting on board because the security of um, the record keeping with cryptocurrency and blockchain means that there is reduced risk if you're holding, for example, you know, when we, we talk about um, all your privacy data, the Facebook breach and all that. If that data was on blockchain, then it can't be accessed easily or readily. You need to go through a cryptography process um, and a transaction to be able to access that data. And then there's a whole trail because it's a public ledger of where that data was accessed, when it was accessed and things like that. So there is a reduction in risk if you are holding any kind of data. And so with all this disruption, with it being likened to the Industrial Revolution, you can see that cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency market has become a place where you can create wealth. And it's certainly a vehicle that has allowed a lot of people to create wealth over the last couple of years. And in 2017 in particular, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin gained mainstream adoption and mainstream attention. So this space is just going to continue to grow. And I'll just give you some facts and figures here. At the moment, the total global cryptocurrency market cap, the amount of money in the market is only around $270 billion. Now that might sound like a lot of money, but if you compare that to the foreign exchange market, the foreign exchange or the foreign currency market trades $5 trillion a day. So when you compare that to the cryptocurrency market, it's just a tiny, tiny fraction of where it can go. So we're talking just billions to trillions. So there's a lot of room for growth in this space. And so cryptocurrency has really emerged as another vehicle that can be added to a diversified wealth creation portfolio. And the thing that Lisa and I love about this is that with the projects that there are hundreds and hundreds of, of crypto projects out there, but you can align your values to the projects that you want to contribute to. And that helps us create that vision for a brighter future. And that's what I was talking about earlier. And we were talking about disruption and 
co-creating our future and making a new world and and that shift in energy that we're seeing on the planet so this this is where it gets really exciting for us so you can simply buy and hold your cryptocurrencies that you want to um, that you believe are going to make a huge difference and can gain um, a return on your investment or there are ICOs, which are initial coin offerings, which are similar to IPOs in the stock market. And that's where you're able to get in early on a project that is, um, you know, that shares your vision, you're able to contribute. And then if that, if that project takes off, then you're obviously able to reap the rewards of that investment. And we do have another of a number of other strategies that are outlined in our ebook. And actually, forgot to mention that Lisa and I have actually also written a book, Love and Money, Embracing the New Economy. And this is really, um, really talks about our, our journey through self-love and aligning our values and our vision with cryptocurrency and, and how you can do the same too. So there's lots of, um, lots of wisdom in the pages and lots of activities that can be done to get yourself set on this journey. But to start off with, we'd like to thank you, or to wrap up, I should say. We'd like to again thank you so much for joining us. I hope you got a lot out of this, and we would love to see you join us on this cryptocurrency journey. And we would love to help you in any way that we can to help move humanity forward with cryptocurrency. So enjoy the rest of your day. Ka kite anō.